cheers. I'm not the only one, thank God. To episode 86. 86. Cheers. Cheers. 86 Gatorade Grape Lower Sugar. You need that sugar in there to beef up. <laughs> I got some tea. What? God, you are old. Man card. Uh, it it's Grant's tea? Grant. It's Grant's leftover tea. So I'm actually drinking your man card tea, Grant. What? What flavor? It's that. Uh, I had a bit of a sore throat, so it's like immuno. F- from what? Tea. What do you think that sore throat is from? Well, off the record, it's it's from. Oh, we did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we that's, definitely that's, did that. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, okay. So, like Lipton, is it the lemon tea? You know, you. Got, I'll just show you. you yeah, maybe talk. just yeah. Uh, Evan, what are you drinking? I'm drinking straight water. Um, You've been on that for a couple of weeks now. I huh? know. I was a little <laughs> late today. I had an emergency when I was going to go off the door. Oh, no. Something delayed me. Is everything okay? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm just I'm just hydrating for this weekend, ramping up. And I've yeah, just I been so tired. Started a new job before we get a weekly check-ins and I just like fall asleep at like seven now and wake up and finish a couple of things around nine and go back to bed at like 9 30. So right Welcome. now is your right now is your nap window. It, it is my nap window right now, yes. Everyday immune sweet, sweet lemon. Caffeine free. Every villain is lemons. Supports immune Evil. function. And yeah. I'll be honest, half this Half this tea down, I already feel fantastic. So. Dr. Fauci told me that you can't get COVID if you drink that. I well, I don't it. have COVID. Backed I know what COVID's CDC. like. I've had it. Mm. This isn't it. Uh, so we got sweet tea lemon for the first week of football. Interesting choice. We have Gatorade. I think and we got Your water. choice was interesting as well. G2. Can we talk no, about how gross G2 it's is? It's not. Oh, actually, it is G2. It's, an, it's the revamped G2. It's not the OG original g2 which was terrible i agree you can't call g2 og yeah there when g2 first when g2 first hit the market it was quite possibly the worst liquid thing you could put in your mouth in the world yeah it's disgusting it's really bad i wouldn't let nash drink g2 when it first came out but it's great now he could lap that up all day you like it now it's delicious Okay, and well, but coming I, from Alfredo, boy. Yeah, you want weird, <laughs> weird weekly weird Grant thing. I watered down my Gatorade because re- my, regular he's Gatorade been doing that for years is way too syrupy. Regular Gatorade is thick. It's just a lot of syrup. Grant in sports in middle school and up would not consume the water or Gatorade on sidelines. He'd put it in his mouth and spit it out. I don't remember that. That feels yeah, like you used to do you used to do that in middle school football, and I thought you were psychotic. You're like, no, dude. If I drink it, I'll just get more thirsty. So I just put it in my mouth. Gatorade, you do get more thirsty. It's proven because it's salty. Yeah, and they have a business to run, so they need you to drink more. Um, welcome in to the number one sports podcast in Michigan, powered Great by transition Everyday there. Immune Sweet Lemon Tea, and. Let's all say it together, guys, on the count of three. And one, nice. two, three. College, College football, football is, here. Back. is back. <laughs> yeah, Evan and I were on the same page. You were yeah. not, Grant. Yeah. It. Yeah, I think for the first try, that was actually really good. So, College Football is back. We're going to talk about that on this show. 
bear with us though. We are, you know this if you're a long time listener, if you're a tier one listener, we are a big, we're better at reviewing things that happen than previewing things that happen, especially week one games. It should be blowouts, but we have things to talk about in this game. I found storylines. We're going to talk about the tailgating scene, which is I'm I'm mostly interested in is like the party atmosphere of the first game but we will talk about the two college football games happening this weekend we will talk about the detroit lions they made some cuts hard knocks episode four and any other miscellaneous things that came to our mind during the uh week of sports that was and then weekly check-ins which we will get to now which the most recent thing is we work backwards in our lives uh, congrats, Alex. Got the Michigan State hype video out today, and it was well-received again. Thanks, guys. means a lot. Are you still an employee of this podcast, or you've, have you been poached by Woodward Sports? Uh, people have called. <laughs> several, several outlets have called. Still a member of the podcast till I die. Okay. Um, this, is, this is an inside look into a business mean, meeting of the show right here that I was thinking of on my drive home. thought about it actually a, a month ago, but I remembered it today. We already, we missed the window because we're not the best planners on this show. It would probably take a lot of work, but um, there is something nice about this show that we just, you know, do it for free. We're not, we haven't sold out yet. Would we like to sell out and get rich off the show? I'll yes. speak for us. I'd say yes. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, and as Alex put in a text message to long listener Ben today, if there was a way to translate our hype video success to our podcast success we would be billionaires mm-hmm. we don't we haven't figured that out yet if there's any ideas let us know but what i did think that we could work on maybe maybe alex you can get the ball rolling on this because you have such an open schedule these days and you're a finance guy i was joking what? about i was <laughs> as finance guy of the show what if we sold a sponsor for all of our hype videos i actually thought about that this morning yeah I was like, and I, I personally think if I was just a random person watching a hype video and it started with presented by Sweet Lemon every day no, immune, no, we don't it would do just it like be that. like, this sucks. And if you just watched the whole video just with a little corner. This is what we negotiate with them. On the right side where we put our Shot of Michigan Source podcast logo, that goes there. And in the left-hand corner, their business logo. And then in the tweet, we just put Michigan State Hype Video 2022 season presented by... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, what's uh, Ashiba's insurance company presented by? Uh, UMW. United Wholesale Mortgage. Yep. Presented by UMW. UWM. Yeah. Boom. I'm thinking $150. But how are we going to sell that? Because we're only <laughs> releasing roughly. We can do more. Probably seven a year if we got crazy. Well, Alex. We're not, we're not we going to make Pistons ones. We will do Are more. We? we will do more if the money is there. Yes. <laughs> we, I think we just, we simply will. We will, we will all become experts. We will rotate them. We'll be like, you got this one. I got this one. Because, I mean, I mean, I have, think a, an advertiser would enjoy 20,000 views in one day. Maybe, Alex, we start with you compile a report of our, our ones in history and do the average views. And we just put that in front of somebody and say, how's $100 say for you to come? Like, we, we can promise you this will take off as the kids say because like it's almost we can almost guarantee it because <laughs> yeah. none of them have flopped yeah and then we just do that until they do start flopping because people are like all right we get one every three days from this account that's sponsored. <laughs> okay, now we're now we're by, done with these people sponsored by dairy queen i don't care we're we're six and six 
<laughs> going oh, to we're have a upside down. Six Akron and six, hype video. Six and six Valero Texas Bowl highlight video. <laughs> like this sucks. Yeah. yeah. So that's our business meeting. Uh, hopefully, no one steals that idea. Or, um, but if anyone knows anyone that wants to sponsor, this is our call to help. Help. Mm-hmm. Let's get mm-hmm. rich. Well, we have Delta one going Zeta out might, tomorrow. Delta we can get a sponsor us. by tonight. I, that feels like a tall task. <laughs> I'm going to have to be out on this podcast. I'm going to work the phones. As, as they say in the corporate world, I don't know if I have the bandwidth tonight to pull that off. We need a, we need a sales <laughs> rep for us. You. No, I'm not the people guy. People person guy. Cody with a C. Yes. Yes. Mitten money. Pairs up with us. There are sales guys. You're, you're we'll talking about there. Well, I didn't say we're going to do a full-on merger. That's a lot of legal talk. <laughs> a lot <laughs> that of is legal talk. Quite, quite a bit of documents needing to be signed. <laughs> I need a prenup for that. <laughs> yeah, we need a prenup. <laughs> um, but yes, nevertheless, well, I would say look out. For, you can look out for the Michigan one. It'll already be dropped by the time this probably drops, depending on how things go. Um, but yeah, look out for that and more coming. Um, working backwards in time, Sunday, Alex disagreed with me. Evan, maybe I get I'm wrong. Thrones, your thoughts. Is not valid. Uh, okay, initial thought. It, it's another build-up one. Obviously, it's not going to be as electric because the first one's the hook. you got to get people, fans back in. you got to get fans back in. Yeah. Second one, now they're Spoiler building Spoiler alert starting is, now. Sorry. There was a lot of drama. Oh, spoiler alerts, yes. There was mm-hmm. a lot of drama, but it's it, it's a lot of dialogue. But if you're an actual Game of Thrones fan, you know that every single dialogue conversation is important to the storyline, and it always comes back and it always relates back. Couldn't have said there it better, some, Evan. There were some jabs here and there that if you were paying attention, okay, it matters. Um, at the end, um, the king picking the other, the not-so-young girl, um, it matters. Saw that from a mile away. That was just based oh, off. Well, looks. yeah. As soon as Grant, we're not we're not telling everyone how smart we are. Okay. No, I'm just saying. Well, you that are. matters. That matters. I the storyline that's going to matter in episode three. Um, I saw a spoiler today. That episode three is three years later after episode two. Yeah, and then it goes. I hope not, but twenty boring. years later after that, I need to get to this crab feeder guy. I need a bad. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I need to look at the, I need to look at this if guy's we're going face. Three years ahead, we're gonna have to get something. Yeah, you're gonna get it. Um, Wait, three years ahead or behind? Three ahead. years ahead from the last. Oh. So from episode two, episode three is gonna be three years. So Rhaenyra and Allison are fifteen. They will be eighteen in the next episode. What is that supposed? Why is eighteen significant to you? Just when there's After a child, they don't, you they feel you personally feel better. <laughs> Can we talk about that? That was pretty awkward when he's walking with the twelve-year-old. I wanted to, uh, wanted to yeah. crawl into a little ball and die. Yeah. Um, yep. The bridge was uncomfortable. <laughs> the bridge scene was with awesome. the dragons. The bridge scene was so cheesy. Like the visual was cool, but the fact that. Like, Damon lost every sense of credibility he had as a human being when he was just like, here's the egg. Like, you just got in my face. Like, she is, he could have pushed her off that ledge in a second. And he was just uh, like, you know what? She's family, bro. Would you shove your sister off of a bridge? It's basically like their relationship. No, I would not. Well, you'd probably he's give also, the egg back and turn around. He's also 
her uncle. So a little different. And they seem to be close. They're definitely close in those He seems differently wired than other people where he is already trying to mess over his family because his family's messing over him. It was just so corny of how easy it was for her to just ride in on her dragon and be like, big battle looming. Uh, You know what? I'll just give you the egg back. What was the point of even taking it? There was no battle looming, though, because Damon's dragon could have just nuked the entire... There was another dragon. Otto that, that's a battle. Yeah, before Rhaenyra got there, I'm saying. She had to come. There was, still a, the there was still a battle looming when she got there. I thought it was going to escalate even more. I thought we were going to get a dragon fight right there. Nope. Just a little wordplay. I actually <laughs> think it would be best if you didn't watch the show anymore. Good thing you can't control my eyeballs because I won't be stopping. So, Well, so you're not going to watch Sunday Night Football either? No, I'm going to do what a normal person does and watch it on, like, Tuesday. I almost sent you guys a clip from the Pat McAfee show of them making fun of people who are going to watch Thrones over Sunday Night Football. And I was like, I just, just at Alex and Evan. It was so funny. At I don't 10, need to watch the Packers Bears the second week. Don't need to watch it. What, yeah, what, do, what do I need to watch that for? Darnell Mooney breakout. I don't have any players on either team. Just football. Anyways, back to, quickly, what I don't like from Alex and some Thrones fans that protected is they like, if you don't agree, it's good. You you're, you just like don't know television is what they tell you. Like that's their defense. It's no, like, my defense is that you've seen like 10% of all of game of Thrones. And it, that's why I just don't really care about your opinion about the show. Cause you had, you don't really, you haven't really seen everything. You watched a two hour YouTube video to recap it. Yeah. But I know it's different. A, t- a ton about it. I've watched at least, three full seasons of it it's not like i just am just jumping into it now i know how thrones works i understand conversations are important another thing i did not mention in my text is that i watched the first episode right right into that one and the first one's so great that the second one put me to sleep i was like this is so boring compared to what i just watched so that also plays a factor i thought i almost liked the second one just as much if not more well, that's crazy. The first one was jam-packed of action. We had a live jowls happening as a woman was getting killed through a C-section. It was just like, what? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, I didn't really like that scene. It was gross. Oh, yeah. I can't watch that. I closed my eyes, but I can kind of see it flashing <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> I can't watch needles going into bodies. It freaks me out. There's no needles, Grant. It was just a knife, and you could see everything. Worse. It was rough. Yeah. Um. So that's Thrones. I'm not going to promise we're going to become a Thrones weekly show, but it was top of mind mm, this weekend. There's a no, decent chance we talk about not it back every yet. single time. Um, and then, not to bury the lead. Oh, I want to give out a quick shout out to Tecumseh Football. Big win. Murdered a team. People are saying Michigan Center is now eight-man football after <laughs> that win. Um, but they destroyed him. And then, reunion. Friend reunion. Saw everyone this past weekend. And feels massage. a long feels like a feels like a Got long a time massage. ago. Couples massage. Just grant help the people about that. Yep. So well first we'll start with Did anything happen? Oh, funny story on my flight going there. Spirit Airlines, shout out. Uh they are very Alex, don't make that face. Any here's a here's a life rule that you guys can anyone can write down. If the flight is two hours or less, spirit is fine. You'll be fine. If it's two hours or more. Maybe play the extra for Delta. Two hours or less, you're fine. Um, Spirit, they're Nazis when it comes to how big your bag can be to get on this plane. 
They have a display out front because how they make their money is you do a carry-on bag. That's how they make money. If you just have a personal item, their flights are like $200 less than the other airlines. So they want you to carry on an item or check a bag. So they have this display out in front of their gates that says, if your bag fits in this, you're good. You don't have to, like, every person doesn't have to put it in there. But if they spot you and they're like, hey, I don't think that bag is going to fit, you have to check it in there. And if it doesn't fit, then you have to pay, like, uh, probably, probably like $90 at the gate, I imagine. I bet it's ridiculous. So there's this lady who had a, honestly, her bag was probably smaller than my backpack. The backpack I take on these flights is huge. It's a Nike Elite gym backpack, and it's definitely it's it's too big to be underneath a seat and it's, it would not fit in their little bin but since it's a backpack no one says anything so this lady's bag was smaller than mine but it had um wheels and a handle so it was like tiny but still had a handle and when people see that they're like oh you gotta check that so she's throwing a fit she's like i've flown for five years with this bag what are you talking about this bag fits under my seat so she jams it. She's standing there. People are waiting in line to get on. She's jamming it in the thing, gets it in. She goes, see, it fits. Like, all triumphant. Like, good for you, lady. Can't get it out. The thing is stuck. She's trying to get it out of there now because it's too big. And she's trying to get it out. She's like, I can't get this piece of shit out. Like, <laughs> so angry. <laughs> People are trying to board this flight. And she finally yanks that thing out and then, like, defiantly walks, strolls it behind her as she walks onto the plane. That was probably the only funny plain moment um and then friday saw the greatest concert in the world that you could have seen that night as i said on twitter keith urban pine knob 50th year anniversary at pine knob speed of now world tour absolutely knocked my socks off i'm curious for you guys what is what is your guys's favorite keith urban song if you had to pick one Whoa, that is quite the on-the-spot question. It's hard. There's so many, I know. Yes, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm between two, I think. I'm between zero because I can't think of any. There's no wrong answers. I gotta look some of them up, Grant. I'm, I don't know any of the songs. Off the okay, top you don't. Of my head. You Besides, don't "Blue to. Ain't Your Color" is the only one I know off the top of my head. Not my favorite. It's just it's too catchy. It's just stuck in your head all the time. I'm a Alex. long hot summer guy. Ah, nice, nice choice. It was, it was a hot night. Um, let's see. If anyone hasn't seen him in person, highly recommend it. He, the way I describe him, you know, people like Keith Urban, a country singer. No, he's a rock star. Capital R, rock star. Are you? I was just choking on my drink. Okay, I was worried about you for a second. I was like, what's he doing? Um, and no offense, like I like Luke Combs. I like Chris Lane. I like those kind of country singers. But they don't, they can't play a guitar, or at least they haven't shown it on stage when I've seen them, the way that Keith Urban can. And I think that's just what, in my, what I prefer to concert sets it apart is the showmanship. I feel like you're at a rock show with country music involved, which I love. And he's very personable, works in the crowd. Just a nice guy. He freestyles and ad-libs a lot. You guys got to feel for that Faster Horses. Like, he'll mix in a lot of unique things. And at one point, he was just playing, like, riffs. And he's like, we're just... He was like, we're just messing around up here. Like, we're just having fun. We are just playing tunes. His uh, band is phenomenal. He had one guy in the electric keyboard that did a Seven Nation Army spinoff. It was electric for the crowd. 
So all in all, probably probably the best concert I've ever seen, hands down. It was great. He played all the hits. So I uh, Saturday, yeah, Saturday morning, well, noon, went to brunch with the uh, the Grant family and the girlfriend. And the first thing Grant's sister said to me, Keith Urban sucked. <laughs> yep, so true. there are already people disputing whether or not this concert was truly the best concert you've ever there's seen, some, Grant. There's some disputes. Uh, my sister's kind of a hater when it comes to some things. She was fresh off of... Uh, Putting her on blast. She was fresh off a Lee Bryce concert maybe a month or so ago that I also was at. And I was telling her like Lee Bryce does not hold a candle to Keith Urban and she loves Lee Bryce. It's just her preference. She doesn't like when she would just prefer an artist. I'm curious what you guys think. If you go to see someone, she prefers if they just play their songs in a row and don't. So I guess I should back up. What Keith would do is he'd play a song and then he'd leave like the last chorus and then he'd like kind of do a guitar solo, change things up, and then like really build back up into it for that last chorus. She doesn't like that. She just wants the song straight through and move on to the next one, which I think is super lame because you might as well just plus play, play on a recording if you want to see that. I like ad-libbing. I like spicing up the song so it's different. So that was where she was coming from. Yeah, I'm not. I'm in the... I don't agree with her. I don't think I just would want to listen to them sing just straight through i mean i'm there for the performance as well hmm yeah i'm there for the performance but But i I don't want the rendition to be so bad and like so off that it ruins the song (laughs) aka eric church Church, aka uh springsteen don't ruin it for me yeah don't ruin don't change the song but i'm like alex (laughs) I'm, i'm there for the performance if you put on a great performance show some entertainment you're up there for to entertain people that's what i'm there for Mm-hmm. I want to see some flames and fireworks in the background, and you probably got me hooked. I like bright lights. Yeah, he had a great light show. He dropped confetti at the end, so that's confetti Ooh, to close got it out. Me. I'm hooked probably then. Um, knock on him that I had. You know, I'm unbiased. He did the cheesy encore thing, so that was not oh, great. I'm pretty sure everybody does that though. Yeah, yeah. I, I the, couldn't tell you someone who hasn't done that. <laughs> the difference in the with last him though. Years. I guess if I have to defend him a little bit, he played all the hits. He just saved like one kind of obscure slow song to like close it out. And he went and put on a Tigers jersey. So it was kind of cool. And then he just closed that would it work out. For it Tiger flashy. Yeah. I think it was custom. I think it just said Urban. Oh, didn't say Bobby Higginson on the back? No. And also, this is a weird thing I guess artists do. Like, Pie Knob is... He just kept calling it Detroit. Like, are you ready to party Detroit? And like, if you're from the state, like, well, we're not really in Detroit right now, but like, you just have to say the biggest city you're near. You can't be like, come on, Clarkston, get on your feet. <laughs> so it made sense. But all in all, great concert, which led into Saturday. So I'll go fast and I'll let you guys talk more about Top Golf because I've been rambling here. But to set it up, I realized I'm an incredibly global per- person, which I kind of already knew, but it went to extremes this weekend. As Alex has told me many times, um, when it comes to being in a relationship, the key is to be a good listener, to take mental notes when things are repeated and really, yep, that's something that we should do together or that's something that's going to happen. Um, and with that being said, Marissa would tell me, you know, many times that, hey, I've never had a massage, but she's like, they're great. We should get a couple's massage at some point. Oh, cool. That sounds good. I did not plan one for this Doesn't weekend because it would have happened late. 
um, to be able to do. But we were talking about our weekend logistics and she's like, hey, 6 p.m. on Saturday, that's the only thing I have something planned for us. It's a surprise. I'm like, okay. She's talked about a couple's massage at least a handful of times. And somewhat, somewhat recently when she said that, I was like, I bet I know what it is. Is it a couple's massage? And she just kind of like, hmm. Like, but it was like a smirk. And I was like, okay, it's a couple's massage. And when I tell you I ran with that as being correct, I ran with that. I told multiple people. I told my family at the mentioned brunch earlier yep marissa booked a couple's massage for like it was set in stone that's what we were doing i saw alex and listener drew talked about an hour and a half to two hours of different situations that might arise during a massage that could be uncomfortable and they knew the whole time and they played into it like geniuses and then we're driving for the massage and we get kind of close to top golf in auburn hills and also Topgolf wasn't on my radar because we had talked before when I used to live there with Alex that it's impossible to get into Topgolf. It is like the most exclusive place in the entire country. It's always booked months in advance. So I'm like, there's no way we're going here. We turn into the parking lot. I'm like, oh, we're actually going to Topgolf and on a massage. This is cool. So I'm like, all right, it's just us two. So let's do it. So we're sitting there getting drinks. Alex and Drew show up next to us. I'm like, Oh, did they like just find out? Did you invite them when we were all hanging out and I went to the bathroom? Like, cool. No idea. And then a couple minutes later, whole friend group, Evan included, shows up and there's like eight or nine of us. I'm like, oh my God, this is like a real surprise reunion. So that was cool. Um, Topgolf was awesome. I'm curious your guys' thoughts on Topgolf as a whole because I believe it was both of your guys' first time there. It's, It's a good time. Yeah. I mean... It's like bowling, but with golf clubs. That's how I would describe Mm -hmm. it. A little nicer setup, depending, I guess, on the bowling alley you go to. But, yeah, pretty fun. Good time. Very good time. Fun time. Activity was fun. Drinks were good. Service, low quality. Food, low quality. (laughs) Yeah, that was going to be my gripe. A little overpriced for the service and the food. Yes. Now they also. I'm not hating on the the our waitress. They're probably super understaffed nowadays, and she was probably running way more than she should have. Um, but service below average. I enjoyed my drinks that I got, and golf was fun. The games that you got to play, the options of games that you got to play, were a good time. So they were fun. Overall, I enjoyed myself at Top Golf very much. I'm sure I'll be back at some point in my life. Yep. You guys want to talk about the final minute of golf and, and what the psychology does to your brain where you're just going to get off as many golf balls as you feasibly can? Well, for anyone that doesn't know how it works in the boots, you have a, like a time limit. And it shows you the time on the screen. So it got to a minute. We finished our game, and I was like, well, I'm just going to rapid fire as many shots as I can get, you know, my money's worth. And then I look over, Evan is also doing the same thing. So we just <laughs> rapid fired and hit as many golf balls as we could at the end while they were moving. So we're hitting moving golf. I was hitting moving golf balls. I don't know if Evan was. I had my driver. I was putting it on the tee, grabbing it, put it on a tee swing, grab it, put it on a tee swing. And yeah, at that um, point, Evan had switched to the hand sensor to yes. get the ball to come out. So there was Give no confusion ball. with the club. So yeah, that, and, that was fun piping piping shots <laughs> both of you in the final minute it was actually quite a sight to watch um best golf either, is the best golf did either of you have any other big things from this weekend maybe 
your golf league? Was it fun night? Fun night. I didn't go. I have um, coaching. You, just started you coaching. Preached, you preached all summer how this league need to have more fun, <laughs> yes. and then you missed I fun night. Out. So <laughs> what happened? Out. They didn't even Massive. golf. They barely golfed. Well, Evan, please let me explain. <laughs> um. So I hit one shot. Started dumping. Everybody's in the cart barn. I mean, because it, it started pouring. So we're all in the cart barn, including the cart girl. So people are doing shots just in the cart barn, playing cards until like the rain slowed down so we get to the clubhouse. Went to the clubhouse. Once it settled down, made steaks on the grill. Got uh, got our awards for, you know, winning the league. Nice. Uh, money pays out through fifth. And then also uh, birdie leader. Shout out, Honor. Nice. Uh, and then it it stopped, and we were going to well, – we all put money in at the beginning of the night to do for the fun night games. It was going to be six three-person team scrambles against each other. So um, Mr. Kapnick, Drew's father, was returning the money to everyone, and then someone was like, well, what if we just go out and play four holes, two-man teams – scrambles idea guy so we did that we played four par threes we played seven eight and then nine from 200 and then 10 in two man scrambles um my the winning team was dave so shout out dave nice uh, I believe he, he does listen to this podcast. He labeled himself a B player. So how it worked is A players were captains and then you pick from the Bs. I was the last. I got to pick last because I was the highest day. So I just got a big deal. I didn't get to pick. I didn't get to pick, so I just got Linda's stuck. Signing with, me tomorrow. Just got stuck with whoever. <laughs> but he labeled himself as a B player, and so he was like the second pick. He was with um can't remember his name. Nito? Last name Nito? Pereira. Gilbert? Gilbert. Yes. Gilbert Nito. Or Jay. One Jay Nito. He was with one of them. Okay. <laughs> they shot even on the four holes. Um as I mentioned, I did not get to pick my partner, but we used every single one of my shots. And we shot one over. Who's we your shot partner? one over. God, chop. Uh, off the record, because I don't know his name. But took every single one of my so shots. So you get to ride in a cart with him? No, I <laughs> stayed in the cart with Lou. And he oh. rode by himself. Oh. <laughs> so what was Lou doing? Just didn't Lou have a was with Some was with Josh, who was already in a cart with TJ. Because all our carts were in the cart barn. So you guys so we all played wanna... together in the same hole? Yeah, we had 20. No, not 20. Probably like 18 people all playing these holes at the same time. Jesus. Oh, never mind. That that makes sense then. Never mind. Madness. Yeah. So, finished second. And then we played uh, 18 in the pitch black. I mean, it was actually dark. Wow. And my father and Bob. Bob makes a 12-footer for birdie on 18 to, to take the money and the extra wow. money. That's so like shout an eagle. out Bob. That's like an eagle in the daytime. Yeah. 
Burn so in that, the dark. It's Scramble. Eagle in the daytime. Get that on a shirt. It's printed out. Shot of Michigan Sports was here first. Birdie in the dark. Eagle in the daytime. And uh, that. And then we also have an, You remember you posted that picture in the clubhouse by yourself at like 8.30 p.m. one night. Complained Beautiful on picture. here the next day that no one stayed. Yeah. People were forced to leave the golf course on Monday. Wow. Are you one of them? Probably not. I was I was one of the last people there, yes. Oh, people wow. didn't want to go home. Because, this is my final thing, how much money do you guys think at this current point in your life you've spent on alcohol? During school, it's way more. In the summertime, it's way less. A concrete number, Evan. Just guess. Uh, for example, all like the for a whole year. No, in your life, how much have you spent? Oh, for Jesus. example, the males on the golf league, age fifty to fifty-five, all agreed upon a number per week and came out to around anywhere from a hundred thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in their life. Jesus, I don't know. I think I have a good number for us. Nevin, you're going to wish like, you had that money. Yeah. Maybe like five grand. No, it's more. You think so? Yeah. It's probably somewhere between 30 to $40 a week since the age of 18. I don't. I disagree. Mine's a little less than 18. I would say mine's week. at like, tw- mine's as soon as 21 hit. There's some weeks though, Grant, that you're like spending way yeah, more than that. But and some would, that you're spending way less. So that's why week. it's an average. And that comes out to roughly fifteen thousand dollars in our life. Um. <laughs> yeah. You make money just to spend it on alcohol. For we're like, yeah, we all could pool this money together and we could have bought, you know, a nice mansion on a lake or something. <laughs> How many years were you factoring in? Roughly College, whenever you started college, is probably the best. I'll do eight to be safe. I, that's still, I was doing 60. If you, Grant, you I average, watched you in New York with Evan and I there buy four vodka Red Bulls. That was at least $100. Oh, that Miami tab too. I bought like two <laughs> drinks. I mean, there's plenty of times where it's like a crazy More, number. Yeah. But if I would say like an average of like a case 15, of beer. It's 20 bucks. An average of like 50. But I'm not buying a case of beer a week. <laughs> okay. I think I'm just also stuck in the mindset of living out here by myself where I haven't been spending money on alcohol at all. Well, that's, yeah, that's. But I'm trying to think back to past grandpa. Okay, in college, I, I can say guaranteed. Grant's I was driving down in La Fonda, making the road trip Labor Day Fifth. weekend, this exact weekend, Labor Day weekend. I mean, how Michigan much are you State? spending how on just Labor Day weekend, weekend in East Lansing? Probably, at least a hundred dollars. Probably at least like one fifty, depending on how much we're going out. And anytime we go to the bar, your eight dollar coronas are just gonna pile up. I mean, they're shots not eight, for everybody. They're not eight dollars in East Lansing. Six fifty. Yeah. They're with tip, pretty close. And you catch the bar on the right now, you can get them for less than five. No, you cannot. Wednesdays, you can. I think it's closer to five thousand than five figures. For how many years, Grant? Eight. 
Maybe seven. I wasn't really boozing hard at the age of 17. I also, in college, drank a lot of... I buy a lot of liquor bottles that would last a while. To pregame. So you think you spend $12 a week on average for alcohol? I was, my average was around 15 a week, 60 a month. Is an average baseline. Definitely go over that certain times. I think I'm closer to 5K than, than five figures. I'll stand by that. But I have no idea of tracking this down. I can't. I, can't, I, yeah, tell you're, you. I promise that that is low. All right. You're probably Unless what you think. Butler just differently. You know, what did you say? Different. You think you're like, you're probably 25K? 15. That's like 40 bucks a week since I started college. I can guarantee my sophomore year, I bought a case of Bud Light every single week. That's pretty hard. Every time Evan ever visited <laughs> me my freshman year, he brought a case of something. So he is spending 20 bucks every time he comes, which was There's every weekend. Nice run at Ann Street where we were buying a case of seltzers every single week. You could book it. And now at <laughs> and bars, wine. we spend oh. way more. We spend way more now. Yeah. You don't because you're now. No, I do. I was adding up. I was adding up the... Uh, tally from this past week i could have bought like two more flights <laughs> i was like damn that's adam that's a lot of it's a lot of little purchases yeah i'm gonna say i spent at least a hundred dollars this saturday night alone top golf will do that to you so yeah um, that was that is what kept us there for so long everyone's drinking beers and trying to figure that number out drinking beers and talking about buying beers what a, what a combo <laughs> yeah and real Car- estate <laughs> nice um, you guys want to get into some football before college football? Football. Um, Hard Knocks Roundup. Evan, what did you oh. take away from oh. this last Hard Knocks? Ooh, I feel bad. Um, Alex, you go first. Oh. You about to bury someone? I'm an epi- no, I'm an episode behind. I did not catch Tuesday's episode. Oh, oh. oh no problem. That's okay. Oh. So are you okay with spoilers? Absolutely. It, okay. it doesn't matter. Uh, first takeaway... Unfortunate David Blau got waived today, but you know, he, he had a gritty performance in Pittsburgh. He's not that good, but you know, he left it all on the line. That was Matthew Stafford versus the Browns. I mean, he was hurt, he's throwing little shuffle passes. You know, he just did whatever it took. <laughs> Some reckless shuffle passes. For, a lot of respect for David Blau. I did watch I, a lot of that preseason game. Holy cow. I watched way too most much. Most watched that. preseason game in the last like 10 years. And more Stunning. viewers than Alex Hughes guy. NBA it had or almost it? as many viewers as the first episode of House of Dragons. Football. Sunday afternoon, just Sunday afternoon like, preseason I, football. I did not watch a snap of it. I was stunned by these shuffle passes. I was actually like invested. Like it was I'm watching it for the first time. I was like, damn, what a play, David. <laughs> yeah, he did two of them on the same draft. It was sweet. One is, one was a touchdown. Reckless. So yeah, uh, a lot of respect for David Blau. You know, embodying Dan Campbell's motto of grit. Yep. Good luck at your next stop, though. Yeah. Well, practice squad is like. All right. The PS. Um, my first observation from the whole vibe of the show, Evan, which you'll see, the theme is the cutting process in the NFL seems incredibly stressful. Incredibly. The I thought Dan was going to cry. The high level meetings they are having, where every single person. That's a, that is making somewhat important decisions in the company on the football side is all in one room, basically putting everything out there on the 
cutting room floor, they only showed us snippets and they were still intense. I can't imagine the things they say about the guys that they can't show. Like, no, this guy's a POS or this guy's soft. Like, they probably just air every single thing out. You got all the coaches, you've got all the executive personnel staff, and basically Dan and Brad are just facilitating, asking questions, and they're just retaining all the information. They write it all down, sort it out in their manila folders, and they go and discuss, like, all right, what are we actually going to do based off of that? It was crazy. When Dan was asking everybody in the room about Craig Reynolds, he's like, we know what Craig is. You know, how would the team feel if we cut him? And they're all like, well, we can't cut Craig. Yeah. It's got to be awkward. Making yeah, a they decision, were... and then next day, be like, oh, wow, you cut one of my favorite players in my position room? Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, people, the position coaches, I feel like, are really good. Hank Fraley, that guy does not mess around. He basically told a bunch of offensive linemen they're not worth a shit, and they don't belong in the That NFL. was an in- intense <laughs> post-practice huddle. You nope. thought, you know, usually be like, all right, great practice today, guys. He's like, nope, a lot of you are never going to play in this league. Yeah, so <laughs> some of you just need to wake up. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Uh, that made me laugh a lot. Let's see. Oh, we got an answer. Evan, we know who is calling plays for the Detroit Lions. Ben. Ben Johnson is calling plays. Is he going to get it removed from him like uh, potentially like last year? That would be seem like it'd be a terrible strategy to have him call plays in training camp for that to change. So I'm going to go into the assumption he is calling plays week one. Amonra called him a genius. Ben, you a genius. Ben is also a, well. A I genius. would call anybody a genius if he gives me the ball more. Just so, like, my next paycheck, my next contract, actually, is just out of this world. That's fair, and that's what Ben's trying to do. I would hype up my offense coach so much if I was a Monroe, just so much. When Jared Goff said F- "coaches," I laughed. <laughs> yeah, context yeah, to that, Evan, was they did they showed the, the behind the, the, the no, the no yeah. practice, the no coaches practice. I saw a yeah. bunch of tweets just rattle them off on my time field when that day happened like people were blowing their mind like oh, i can't believe this is happening dan campbell like, is guys, a living genius <laughs> dan campbell is changing the way the sport of football i'll be practices. honest that practice looked like no one knew what the f- they were doing <laughs> <laughs> the, when they were when alex angelo was setting up indie drills for linebackers i was like yeah he's moving like at a snail's pace there's zero intensity to setting this up <laughs> no and tracy walker's like yeah no do this and the guy's like wait what do you want me to do like yeah, yeah, just shadow them. They yeah. looked so unorganized. Ragnall's like calling out adjustments on the fly. Like, no, we'll just do it this way. <laughs> it's like, Tim, okay. Tim Boyle was calling plays. Yeah. Shout Good out stuff, Tim JG. Boyle. Good stuff, JG. Good stuff right there. Cut. Oh, Jared Goff threw an absolute dime to, I think it was Khalif Raymond in the back corner of the end zone to end that practice um, in the show. It's crazy. Jared Goff, takeaway, back, elite, good. Yep. They made him seem like he's a button star again. Can I tell you guys one thing, and you're going to think I'm paranoid. Um, Because, yes, Jared Goff looked phenomenal in what they've shown. I was a little sleepy when I was watching this, but I was still awake, and I rewound this one scene like five times to see if I was crazy. I was a body language reading expert. In one of the big like cut meetings they were happening, Mark Brunel was going on and on about how Jared Goff is looking phenomenal. And, Evan, I want you to dial in. Alex, you can go back and watch it. Tell me if I'm crazy. It's going to sound crazy. When Brunel's talking, Antoine Randall kind of like leans up in his seat and like looks at him down the line. And then Deuce kind of like sits back with his hands up like this and like looks at Dan Campbell. And Dan also sits back. And it gave me the vibe that 
they think Mark Brunel is like hyping up Jared too much and maybe they're seeing things in practice that were like not great. And they're like, maybe relax on how good Jared Goff is. What the hell are you talking about? The body language was they all, you know, when you like someone says something, you like sit back and like, he's saying that like, and Deuce kind of shot Dan a look like, what the hell is this guy talking about? What- well, Gray, you need to also remember this is a television show and they could be showing reactions to something else while that was happening. That happens in TV all the time. No, that was a live uncut scene. Like you could see Mark talking and the reactions happening next to them. Like it was a wide shot. No, maybe I am worried. Well, it makes sense because Brunel is in charge of Blau and Boyle and they suck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I I think I saw Nick Baumgartner tweet credit to him. There is real question marks of this staff of evaluating QB talent because they have not proven they know how to find a good quarterback just yet. Well, the jury's not out on Jared, but right. But also keeping Boyle and Blau for as long the as the backup situation's been very bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, we knew that's Boyle a... was garbage last year. I can't believe you. You, yeah, you gave us when you gave us his Connecticut stats. My jaw dropped, and I was like, "That is what he put on tape to get to this point." I can't believe he was even at this point. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, and that kind of goes to my point. People were, I mean, it's so boring. We just need the season to start that all of Lions Twitter is invested in a QB backup battle. Like, I really don't care. And I like these guys and they're cool. But here's the hard truth about the NFL and people just need to realize this. Almost every single team, if they lost their starting quarterback, is going to be screwed. There's just not enough of them that are good. So, yeah, like you can try to get a better backup quarterback. But it really doesn't matter. In the rare case of a Matt Castle making the playoffs or, um, you know, when Kaepernick came on. Jimmy G. Jimmy G here and there. It's like there's only a few of them that have ever been like, oh, that guy's actually competent. We can win games. Nick Foles. 95 percent of teams out there, they lose their starting quarterback, they're done. So it doesn't really matter who you have back there. You just don't want them to be absolutely terrible. As I say, in the Lions fans' defense, the guys that we put back there when Jared got injured last year were absolutely terrible, like guaranteeing you're not going to win a game with them. David Blau to Kenny Galladay on Thanksgiving. We were back for a moment. For one play. Yeah. They lost that game by two touchdowns. We were back for a moment. Tim Boyle was was head scratching. One of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play in the National League. Just had like a rocket arm. His pick against Pittsburgh was like, what are you looking at? Dan Dan Lott on Audible, what the F when that happened. Oh, when Dan was describing Evan, this is funny. This is like the three ass and two or one butt cheek and three ass comment, three toes comment. He's describing during the big cut meeting. He's like, yeah, that guy had three what the f- two that's bullshit plays in the first half last week. And like, they, were, hearing, they were talking about Boyle for sure. Hearing him describe like plays as like a what the F or a, B, a BS effort was funny. Like they just keep track on a board like, yep, that's a what the F play tally. Final take, Aiden Hutchinson looked good. Dog. Dog, yeah. Evan. It's in. It's becoming almost irresponsible how much they're hyping him up and making me think he is a Bosa brother and just was switched at birth. I think he is. I hope he I think is. He's be really he still good. looks really skinny at times, but that might help him. He talks he a sh- lot of shit. It's surprising. He said, come on, Charles. We're bad. They can't stop us, Charles. And then they went and got a sack together. It was inspirational. 
Yeah, but Connor Hayward shoved him on the ground. Like yeah, that, that was one of those doctor, not doctor clips, but like he was already getting double team blocked and Connor did the last little push. Yeah, and but you good also for Connor think, Hayward. You also think Cade McNamara is better than Peyton Thorne. Great transition. No, I don't. You, you texted us that. You did? Yeah, you, you, no, I didn't. I sent you a tweet. Yeah, I sent a tweet of Aiden Hutchinson falling over because I can yeah. because I root for Aiden Hutchinson. And then I sent a tweet that I didn't agree with but i just thought it was funny because i wanted to rattle that says the group Cade is better than Peyton Thorne. no i just said his stats in a couple games were better than Peyton's. yeah because Peyton didn't get to face his own defense <laughs> see i love that you took that tweet seriously <laughs> well because there's a lot of dumb people out there in both fan bases who just on twitter oh uh topic two Great transition, Michigan State versus Western Michigan. Um, Evan, are you? Do you need a second to look up any information about the game, as in like who's announcing it? Because I just realized I'm going to put you on the spot, and we're going to play oh. the announcer roulette game. For a I know seconds. who's announcing oh. it. I don't know. I'm not looking it up. I need. To I guess. know it, and you're not going to guess it because oh, I don't really? even know who they. Are. I don't really even know who they are. People, Dusty Dvorak. No. Nope. Dusty Divorce. Um. <laughs> It's not the same people that did the Northwestern game last year. Start talking while I pull it up. So talk about um, something else. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, excuse me, guys. I'm out of practice here. This is week one. It's preseason for everyone. The spread is minus 23 right now using the score app. Going and up. over it's under going is up. 54 points. Uh, minus 1,800 on the money line if you want to bet a dollar to win 0. 0.08 cents on the Spartans. Um, yeah, it's really not going to be much of a game to start. Let's just talk about your guys's. How excited are you guys to drink and tailgate in East Lansing's campus? And second question is, what will you be consuming for game number one, alcohol-wise? First, I got to ask Alex, isn't there alcohol sales in Spartan Stadium now? Or is that not until next year? Next season, Evan. But there's a lot Everything of is gambling. There is a gambling pit. of. Some, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know if a it's pit. done or not. There's some sort of... Gambling something. It's supposed to be Caesar Sportsbook, right? Caesar Sportsbook is the proud sponsor of Michigan State Athletics. And there's supposed to be some game day experience with it. I don't know what it is. We'll find out. It's going to be so nasty when there's a point shaving scandal and it all ties back to Caesars. I do have the announcers if we want to put this in the preview. If must yeah, have if I don't have any idea who they are, then just. And you guys sh- won't even you won't get to hear them. I, this matters to don't me. Need to. Play-by-play is Roy Philpot. <laughs> That's not a real last name. <laughs> Roy Philpot. Philpot. Analyst. Um, you know him. Andre Ware. Oh. Sidelines. Paul Carcaterra. Mallory. <laughs> uh, we got be some eight- no names. So it's 87 degrees and sunny. A hot one Friday. What? How excited are you guys? What are you drinking? Um, it's gonna be what I'm drinking. I, I want to go heavy. I want to go just like balls to the walls and just like limited amount because we don't have as much time. Um, yeah, only three hours of tailgating because of classes. Friday games are a little weird. They're not great. Yeah, it it's better when you're a student because you can just do whatever you want when you have to travel and you have to find parking and all that jazz. Um, not ideal. I might just, I might try. So like, you know, those 
I think it's what Jack Daniels comes like there's mixed drinks in a can already. You are going hard. Like the peach want, and lemonade flavor yeah, ones. Yeah, I've wanted to try those really. That I want to try ones, and it might well. just be like you try them. Like if you don't like them, they're probably still like eight percent at least, and you just start downing at least like six or seven of them, and you see how you're feeling after that, and then you go straight to beer, down like six or seven of them, see how it happens. Those you usually come in like a little. Okay. That's a good question. Don't know yet. All right. Those usually come in like a little petite pack of like four, though. So you might, like you said, have to have a couple beers in handy if he doesn't yeah, so get you like, drunk. I want like a peach. I mean, I've just said he's going to have seven of those and seven of the other ones. I'm wondering if you're only there for three hours, Evan, you're going to have 14 drinks. I'm worried about your health and my health. I'm going to be more than the three. I'm getting there before three. I can tell you. If that. you if you drink if you drink four of those mixed drinks you're talking about in the span of three hours, you probably be buzzed enough. Yeah, but my yeah, thing but is, I don't want to just be beers buzzed. I want to be blitzed. Yes. So, like, where I'm in Nebraska, where, like, it comes, like, wow. the second half, and you just come to, and, like, holy crap, dude, it's the second half already. <laughs> wow, Evan's really going for it. Good to um, know. Alex, any thoughts on what you're going to be, what your festivities will be? Well, there's rumblings of uh, the of Rama during the day Friday. Wow. So that could mean I will be on a long day bender. Get your Levy on Bell jerseys out. Oh, God, you are oh. getting there early. I'm, just have to, I'm getting there get the day sleep. before, Evan. I can't. I know. Hypothetically, I can't. I don't know yet. To be so, determined. So, yeah, that there's talk of that. Some of the people. Are you, are you too mentioned. old for Rama? No, never too old Grant, for Rama. Grant, first of all, you know how many kids are in grad school at MSU? Oh, no, I'm the same age as all those people. Royal. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm trying to tell. You. Yeah, Crown Royal, they're nice. Including I've never your had girlfriend, one. Grant. She'll probably plenty be in class. Of, plenty of people. No. She won't be there. She's going to an SEC football game in Alabama. Okay. Well, anyways, there's Go plenty times. of plenty of people our age at a bar, Grant. It's not. It's not old. I if I mean, if I went know. to a frat party, yes, yeah, that would be. That's more my speed. Just yeah, that would be yeah for you, but for me, I mean, I don't. Well, okay, this just hit me. What kind of fits are you guys getting off? Game one, hot weather. Is it a polo from Evan? And so, what polo? Well, we have to wear white. <laughs> we have to wear white. We're in the white section. Oh, that's stripe I would the not stadium. Be a, I would be a terrible Michigan State fan. I hate wearing white. It looks terrible on my body. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. All I have for white options. I'm not wearing my Isone t-shirt. A Hanes t-shirt. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. I have a white Michigan a white State beater. long sleeve. Oh, I was about to say you should wear a wife beater and paint an S on it. I got a Michigan State long sleeve that's white. That's the clubhouse leader. Too hot. The only other option is a polo. And I, you can't wear a long sleeve. It's going to be 87 degrees. I am much better equipped for warm weather than most because I'm always what cold. What does that even oh, Okay. Yeah, you're getting all defensive. You Classic got a Michigan fan thing to do. Oh, yeah. I already know what Polo Evan's wearing. I've seen him wear it to tailgate plenty of times. Khaki shorts. Gray oh, shorts. I will be wearing gray Gym shorts. golf shorts. Lululemon shorts. Or black Lululemon shorts. Reebok shorts. No Reebok shorts. In the actual game. Let's at least try to give the people something, something to hold on to. Besides Marquis Lowry, where are you guys keeping your eye on this game? <laughs> Keon Coleman. Mm, that cost me. A lot of offseason hype. 
you're gonna you're gonna be seeing if the Keon Coleman grill can heat up against Western Michigan. Well, yeah, this is gonna be the most meaningful snaps he's taken ever. So he only, Ohio State. He played like four snaps. I know that's good. And not meaningful. This game is over. Correct. So yeah, it'll be good to see him. Oh, quiet down at Dog. <laughs> um a thing I'm keeping my eye on, since the game really isn't gonna be interesting. Will Mel Tucker be wearing shorts with an 87 degree high? He saw him do it in Miami. For coaches really everyone thought that was crazy. I, a coach is it's the first time I've ever seen a coach in my life wear shorts on the sideline. So we will see if Mel Tucker starts that keeps that trend going this season. Night game. It won't be as hot at night. It's gonna be hot by the Red Cedar, Alex. <laughs> um, Evan, any any big things game one? Or are you just gonna be so blacked out in the crowd you're just just Um, gonna try to keep it down i i i wrote down a lot of stuff and i realized as i was writing there's like so many things i'm gonna keep an eye on um i was trying to be brief girls in the student section there were so many um, poets ice cream sandwich quality oh my god i can't wait i'm winning a 50 50 (laughs) on friday i can feel it my bones (laughs) i love that Um, it'll be huge for you it would be. <laughs> like for me, it. too. Yes. Um, uh, I want to see the O-line secondary. I want to see adjustments with Peyton Thorne's dad, the offensive coordinator for Western Michigan. Did you guys you know, know that? that? Holy shit, Chris. <laughs> um, so he knows how to carve this defense. I want to see improvement there. Um, offensive line, how are they doing with all the departments and all the new guys stepping in? Um, and then, like, all the transfers. Mainly... How well is our pass rush going to be? You know, you got the pass rush specialist. Is it going to show off against Western Michigan? Or is it like a... Might, might save it, Evan. Or is it work in progress still two or three years down the road? The um, BJ effect. And then linebacker play. Um, two transfers, Burrell and Windman. Um, I want to see how, what positions they're lining up at and how much are they playing. You know Evan's a real ball knower because he started off his keys to the game or things he's watching with the offensive line. Find another show that's going to start off game one. I'm looking at the O line, the big uglies. That's what I'm focused I do. on. I need to see it. I need to see improvements on the offensive line in the run game, especially. Kenneth Walker was, yes, the offensive line did help, but Kenneth Walker did mask a lot of the problems in that situation. Um, I'm intrigued with this whole Thorn family storyline. Uh, how oh. will. How will Peyton Thorne giving secrets to his dad? Will he throw an interception on purpose? Will Will the secrets help Jeff Thorne's the Broncos? I don't know. Um, we'll see how that goes. In all seriousness, my eyes will be locked on the RB room for Michigan State because we flashed back to last year, in Evan in Evanston. Alex and Grant sprinting into a house in the UP to catch the first action of Michigan State football. Touchdown to the house. We realized the Heisman contender was unfolding in front of our eyes. Will Broussard or Berger, who takes the first snap, do they crib the run? Do we have a K9 2.0? I don't know. They have lofty expectations to live up to based on what I saw in Evanston last year. And that's what I'm going to be judging my overreactions on right away. If they score a touchdown the first This is my... Insanity if they do. Could you imagine? This is running it back. Alex, what was it? 2015? This is my seventh year in a row going to the opening game. Wow. 
longevity minus COVID. Asterix, seven Asterix. years I was able to go in a row. Six years in I was able to go in a row. This would also be the same number for me as well. Wow. Alex, I went to the Northwestern game, first game of the year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You said home opener, Evan. Nope. Opening game. Opening mm. game. Elite. You went at Western Michigan in 2015. No, you did not. Five games, asterisk six years in a row. <laughs> um, was that the first game of the year? Yeah, it was my freshman year. Very first game was at Western. Got a violation in the dorms. Not a big deal. During the game. I, I did write down some things about Western Michigan. Um, if you guys have some things, feel free to jump in and piggyback off what I say. If you didn't, I don't blame you because it's Western Michigan. No I got two big things. Two big things. Uh, we're gonna I'm kick Ryan's ass. Like he's not gonna know what's coming. We're gonna kick his ass. My <laughs> parents alma mater. <laughs> Will he be there in Broncos gear? Um he better be. He retweeted our hype video today. Oh, fraud. And he's an Ohio State fan. Yes. I don't know how that he works. He better be wearing Western Michigan stuff. We'll call him a five if he's not. Then you'd be like, oh dude, I'm a hockey fan. Our Alex, hockey team's better. What are your two big things, or at least one of them to start? Quarterback, gone. Receiver, gone. Two best players on offense, gone. For those that don't know, Caleb Ellaby, Sky Moore, drafted by the Chiefs, Alex's football team. I don't know where Caleb Ellaby went, but they're gone, and they are two very good offensive players for them last year. Um, I got all the rest of my information from college football news shout out to them you'll hear that in the colorado state preview if you need a preview for a season they are the place to go i'll probably be using them for the first three weeks until we get actual games i can base things off of but um western michigan eight and five last year not amazing not bad they beat kenny pickett pit team last year so that alone you say that out loud that alone is like okay there's a reason to watch um, they're not going to be a pushover team. A huge factor. This is the Ladarius Jefferson revenge game. Western Michigan has the best two players on Western Michigan's team is their backfield. Ladarius is not even the starter. They have a guy that's better than him as a starter. Two a thousand yard, I believe, running backs last year or just around that. So a one-two punch that'll be big for them. Their wide receiver room. I was looking at like, so who's replacing Sky Moore? There's one guy that was there, and then they got a Wisconsin and Boston College transfer, but neither of those kids like played at those schools. <laughs> so they are like on a prove it transfer right now. And then the last thing, which is big for these young um lower level teams, is all their linebackers are back. So they're gonna be able to make tackles in the middle of the field. Will there so I think the biggest thing is like the difference in this game, it's gonna be a blowout, but like the real where Western's going to look bad is the trenches. They're just going to be like overmatched, I would guess. But they're going to have good linebackers, pesky linebackers, and they're going to have good running backs. Everything outside of that, can their QB throw? I have no idea. I Michigan no State's idea. defense last year, the only thing they were good at, stopping the run. So There you go. Book it. So now we move to our game predictions as we do every year. Um, we have to do our heads on the meter. Well, see, this is another thing I thought of today, Alex. Um, I have an announcement for that. I don't really think it's worth it to do it this week because it's just a joke. And then we'll start it when the first real game happens, which will be Michigan State-Washington week. We will start that. Um, but it's just – it's they're all like fire everybody if you lose because you're just 
Appalachian State level losses if you lose these games. So it would be disappointing. Yeah. Um, game predictions. I will start since I am the opposing fan. I have a nice, well-rounded score of Michigan State forty-two, Western Michigan twenty-one. It's pretty Don't close. Cover. Wow. Don't cover. Don't cover. Um, I got forty-one thirteen dogs. Fifty-one fourteen dogs. Fifty Any burger game. Any one. defensive 14. touchdowns in the game, Alex? Mike Pick six. One. Pick six from from who? Bone Chuck Humber? Brantley. Oh. Chuck Brantley back from the shoulder. Like, you know what? He liked the hype video on Instagram. He's ready to go. I I, I feel it in my bones. Might be him. Evan, what was your prediction again? Forty-one thirteen. Okay, nice. Yep. So snooze fest there. We move on to another snooze fest. Michigan. Oh, worse snooze fest. Okay, Grant. Nine new players on Colorado State. Grant, how yeah. do you feel about the quarterback? Yes. The great question, Evan. And thank you, Jim Harbaugh, for spicing up what was the most boring start to a season of all time, potentially, until we get to Iowa. Uh, maybe Maryland. I don't want to overlook Maryland. But there was nothing, no reason to watch this team the first three games of the year. But now we do because now we have an old, not an, even an old-fashioned, a new school QB battle where you start a QB one week, you start a new QB the next week. When I got the news at Top Golf, I was like, oh, that seems cool. And then I thought about it. I was like, that's kind of crazy. No one really ever does that. But I'm excited. I love competition. I'm a competitive freak. And it gives me a reason to like overanalyze every single snap of these games and look at the box scores and be like, oh. Now who's going to win the job based on that? Um, equally bad opponents in Colorado State, Hawaii. I want to hate it, but it sounds like Jesus Christ himself came to Jim Harbaugh in a dream <laughs> of biblical level and said, Jimmy, listen here, man. This is, this is Jesus Christ talking. You need to start Cade week one and JJ week two. Um, that was really a non-answer. I don't really know how I feel about it. I, I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's I'm more of like how the results. What do you guys think? Do you think it's a crazy thing to do? Do you think if you were a coach, you'd ever do something like this? What do you think? I don't think it's crazy. I wouldn't announce it, though, either. I would just do it. Well, now here's the thing about that, though, that I think. Yeah, it would cause a panic, but at least you'll be on the sideline coaching when it happens, and you won't have to have a million people asking you about it during the game. Once you have to announce it, though, because then, like, imagine no. I'm Grant. I'm Grant. I watch Cade light up. I watch Cade light up Colorado State. JJ probably comes on in, like, the third, midway through the third to finish it. And then the next game, JJ's starting. I'm going to be like, what What are we doing? Like, Cade yeah. started last game. Yeah, I wouldn't announce I, it. I like, no, well, I would, I would be mad if that my head coach did that. I like knowing at least what I'm getting into. Well, our coach tells us nothing, so. Well, in Alex's defense, it would be an easier scapegoat. Like you said, you're during the game. You don't have to do the backlash until the post-game press conference, and all you have to say is, uh, we've had this plan all along since before week one. Because now, this whole week, you've had a distraction. Whole week distraction, because everyone's talking about it. On Twitter, but I don't think in the facility. I think they're all like, yep, on the same page, let's do it. I think it's actually the best way to do it. Just I don't think so. I think there's a everyone know. I definitely think there's a lot of guys on the team who are one I guy think this is crazy. I think it's asinine as a head coach to do this. I to me, it sees as an outside perspective. This is just a, a a way to hold on to both quarterbacks without either of them transferring. But I think that's smart. Until it is smart if you're a quarterback, four. but you're just hurting the kids and you're hurting the the quarterback competition. There's an open quarterback competition. You should have already had this decided. I don't see how 
the talent that Colorado State and Hawaii is going to put out is going to be any different that you're going to see like ones versus ones in Michigan practice. Well, agreed. And I think if it was normal circumstances, it would have been decided. But I think JJ not being able to throw to spring ball is a big factor in this with this, the procedure he had to get his arm right because he was overthrowing. And I do kind of think – I think this all comes down to this. Does – because you're, you're right, they're going to tear up these teams. But like, if JJ goes out and has an interception or two that look kind of bad, that's it for him. Like, it's all about ball security. Is what I'm understanding. This comes down to where Cade just does not turn the ball over. Yeah, Cade's not going to turn the ball over against Colorado State. He's going to be yeah. like 11 JJ for 15 either. for like 200 some yards and two touchdowns, and be like, it's another day in the park. He's not going to play the J- second half. If JJ does that, you know the play against Western Michigan that ended up working to Dalen Ballum, but it, like you, that's awful not really, throw. Like you can't make not, that throw in the Big Ten. Exactly. So if he still has that in him and hasn't sharpened things up, I think okay, that's too much of a liability with how Jim Harbaugh likes his football team to play. That it's like we're gonna roll with Cade and then go back to sprinkling. I still think even no matter who gets the starter role, they're still gonna do like the mix and read option stuff they did last year. I don't see why they would change that. I don't see this why they just, would do that. I mean, they won the Big Ten championship last year, so I like I not don't be, not I, because of that. Uh, there's a you lot lost of a game play. because of that. Yeah, and a couple things went well in that game because of that. It's it's a you live by, but that's JJ McCarthy. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. What do you want to do? So I don't what have do the right answer. To do? Who do you want to start? I want to see eighty percent in games. Cade McNamara behind center, and I'm okay with sprinkling in. JJ, as long as they like let him throw more. The problem with it last year is they were still afraid to let him let it rip, and it would just turn into an automatic run play. I think we talked on this podcast. Like JJ's in it, they're gonna run. If they can actually, because that is tough for a defensive coordinator to deal with, like having two different kind of guys and safeties and defensive backs, a mobile quarterback non. I think you can make it work, but it's a fine line. I want to see mainly Cade until he loses a game, and then I would turn the keys over to JJ if it's like a bad performance. That's what I would do. But got a Cardell JT situation going on. That's what people are comparing it to, and they're saying that they slowly weaseled JT out, and people are like, "Is that what they're doing with Kate? They're just slowly trying to get him out and letting like JJ. If JJ blows up against Hawaii, it's like, oh, we have to play in week three. Didn't JT end up being the starter after Cardell took over because Cardell got hurt or something? It's not how I remember it, but I don't 100% know. I, I'm pretty sure Cardell I just know as a Michigan State they, fan, I don't remember ever playing Cardell Jones in a football game. I think Cardell played, and then he went to the NFL, and then JT was still lingering, and then he came back. But this is different because, like, Cade's gone no matter what after this year, so you just – after this year, it's JJ's show. Why? So – Kid has three years of eligibility. No, he doesn't. It's his last year. I've looked into it. I've researched it all. He's just done saw one year. of your Michigan fanboy accounts tweet out remaining eligibility, and they had the same amount. I'll find Dude, it. I'll send it to you. I'm going to disagree with it until it's true because I can't believe that's the case because I can't deal with another year of this. This has to be the last year. You can't do this next season if they're both there. You can't do, keep doing this. There has to be a decision made at some point. Um. Anyways. As we move on to the game, what are you keeping your eye on besides the quarterback battle? That. I don't really have a ton outside of that. Um, I did find this interesting note about Colorado State. So you guys are familiar with how Lincoln Riley went to USC and took like a bunch of Oklahoma players with him? Mm-hmm. 
Colorado State's coach, last name Norvell, was at Nevada. He did the same exact thing at Colorado State. So, that's just a chart. I'm refusing not to believe that until it proven otherwise. And really, it doesn't matter because then one will transfer. Even Alan Bowman has two years left. We'll see. Um, anyways, back to the point. Oklahoma USC is the same as Nevada, Colorado State. So, Nevada last year was okay. Because basically, when you're talking about Colorado State, it's talking about Nevada last year. They beat Colorado State 52 to 10, which is actually cra- I wish like, we were more in depth on these teams. It's kind of crazy. You beat a team 52 to 10, the team that lost by 42 takes your head coach and all your players. <laughs> So they must have dropped an absolute <laughs> bag for that to happen. Like, imagine if that happened in the Big Ten. Um, now, Nevada, this is how it all ties in, guys. Nevada played Western Michigan in the most prestigious bowl game. That's not a New Year's Six, the Quick Lane Bowl. Nevada lost to Western Michigan 52-24. to So why I watched that game, I had COVID. <laughs> Fun fact. So Nevada, probably not that good, which is basically now Colorado State. Um, Colorado State is like the Mel Tucker Michigan State of last year. Their whole team is transfers. Like every single, their whole offense, all five offensive linemen are transfers. Never 56 played. new players on that team. <laughs> Crazy. So I really have no idea how any of this translates other than those two scores I saw. I don't think they're going to be very good, but they'll probably be like, okay, like competent. I couldn't tell you much about them. That's all I really got. And I think I'm ready for predictions. Can I finish my Kate eligibility rant? Yeah. With one more thing that yeah. makes sense. Cade yeah. McNamara arrived in 2019, redshirted. 2020, COVID year. So it doesn't count against your eligibility. 2021, last season, freshman. Three years of eligibility left. JJ, 2021, freshman. They're identical. They're identical eligibility. Now, Cade can leave. And go to the NFL after this year because he's been in college three years. But in terms of eligibility, he'll have three seasons left, including this one. So two after this season. That's crazy. Same with JJ because he did not redshirt. That's crazy. Well, here you go. It'll never Check. end. Three more years. I'm cool with it. If they both play and win you big championships. You just said you're not cool with it. Yeah, no, I did. I just, for now, I want Cade <laughs> to be 80-20. For three more years. Yeah, I'll do that for three years if it's a Big Ten championship every year. All that matters is the results. I don't care how the team gets there. I don't need, like, to have a poster child for Michigan football quarterback. I'm cool, too, if they are both good and do different things. But I have the right to reserve it from August 31st if it goes poorly. I'm like, well, that didn't work, so pick one. Um, Predictions. Would you? Would one of you guys like to start for this game 51 14 i'm an idiot evan this game is on abc at noon oh it's dan orlovsky i got announcers oh i gotta see the rest of the games during the day give me a second pause give me a second spread is i'll get that out now michigan is minus 31 point favorites over under of 62 minus 3500 on the money line that is fat yeah. That's a lot of points. Yeah, that is. 
Saturday. There's a lot of games. Okay, okay. ABC so on dumb. Saturday. Don't you know, though, who Alex said? That has to be it. He does those games all. He doing, does every Michigan game. He's doing NFL this year now. So Dan I don't Arlowski know how that was stuck with 50 Michigan games last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm Bob Schusen and Dan Orlowski is my final guess. Uh, they, Did you? How is that? Oh, my God. The blue wall is so real, bro. Yeah. Disgusting. N- noon slot ABC. That's North national Carolina TV. Appalachian State should be noon on ABC. No. Yeah, actually, Appalachian State deserves it for the upset they pulled. That's fine. They can have that. That's just an in-state rivalry. Oh, Dan Orlovsky is going to be salivating over this QB competition. That is up his alley. Could be uh, Greg McElroyan. Joe Tessitore. Joe Tessitore. I feel like they're going to get, I like I they're gonna get a, I just found a website that tells me. You found the announcer website, Grant? I did. It's called 506 Sports. Is it officially Dan Orlovsky? Let's see. Roy Philpot. I just saw that name. Is it Roy Philpot? <laughs> no. I was trying to look up the whoa, name. Whoa. Whoa. Mark Jones. And RG3. And RG3. RG3. And Quint Kessensich. They did. Uh... Yeah, they did the does this mean? They think they did mean... the Peach Bowl. They does did this do mean what bowl. I think it means? Does this mean that Orlovsky, because of his newfound um, success, calling NFL games that he's no longer doing college football. Yeah, I don't see him on here. Devin Garner's on main FS1 now? Whoa, what a come up for him. He's going to be yeah. horrendous, bro. Alvin. I listened to him oh, no. call. Nope. I'm wrong. Utah at Florida, Bob Shoes and Dan Orlovsky. Good game. Oh, that's, seven, really that's 7 o'clock primetime on ESPN. That means Sean McDonough's doing the Georgia game? No, oh. he's not. Yes. No, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. No. He has no. to. Sorry, no, Alex. He's not. He's 100% Sean McDonough in top Chick Black Hernandez and game. Randy Cross. That's just not true. That's CBS Sports Network. <laughs> Ew. Brock I feel so bad. Osweiler is announcing on ESPN. He's an announcer now. I oh feel so God. bad. They just give so, anybody a job. I feel so bad for Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. Can you guess what their game is at 3.30? Isn't um, Arkansas Cincinnati? No, it's like this is one of the biggest weekends of college football that we have. That game's on CBS. Yeah, did you just find it? It's disgusting. Brady Hoke. <laughs> Houston, Arizona in San Diego State on 330 on CBS. Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. <laughs> no wonder they lost out on the right steal. What is that? That is yeah, that's a good question. I mean, when is the Arkansas game? It's 330 on ESPN. Who's doing that game? No, 3.30 ESPN is... Oh, no, you're right. Dave Fleming and Rod Gilmore. Ew. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. You'll know Dave Fleming. I wish we had Clay Matvick and Rocky Bowman. Rocky Balboa? Um, Holy... Beth Mowens. Can you this? tell me what game Beth Mowens is doing? Beth Mowens is She's doing, doing Penn State Purdue. She's no, doing some 10.30 p.m. 10.30 p.m. night action. No, she's No, she's a first day Boise State at Oregon State. State. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Leaf's in the booth. I found Joe Tessitore and Greg McElroy. Tim LSU, Florida State on Sunday. Oh, they get primetime action? They ain't that good. They get the only game on Sunday. Lisa Bennington in the morning. Bennington. Oh, and Dave Pash and Dusty Dorvacek for Clemson, Georgia Tech. 
Dave Pash is pretty good. I like him. No, Sorry, I just I'm just like lost in the sauce now. I don't know why announcers are so fascinating. Chris Fowler yeah. and Kirk, are, I think, oh, are doing the West dude, Virginia pick game. We get Gus and Joel for the Penn State Purdue game. Yes, that's that the opening co- Fox game. College football is officially back. When that, I will not be watching the backyard brawl Evan. simply because. Wait, wait, it's an abomination. Who's well? Uh, he seems like a nice guy, but I can't listen to that voice call a college football game. I thought it was Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit doing that one. Matt Barry and Lewis Riddick. Matt Barry's like, fine. The inner, like no, like the the anchor that used to be an anchor. And now yeah, he calls I know Matt games. Barry. I'm sure he's Matt fine. Barry is not good calling games. Alex. No, no, no. I'm that, sure this he's is, fine. You know what this is? This is Steve Levy 2.0. Steve Levy is cheeks at calling games. Evan, did you see Jason Benetti does football now for Fox? Yeah, he did the Nebraska game. Yeah, he's he's a do it at all. Well, he doesn't he works do for NBC basketball anyway. He works anymore, for probably. NBC for uh, the White Sox. He's electric. Fox. For football now, ESPN for college basketball. He does what he wants. Well, um, he's doing Central in Oklahoma State. On what day? Thursday. He's Fox doing Sports UTEP in one. Oklahoma. He's doing UTEP in Oklahoma on Saturday. That guy just doesn't stop working. That guy is a Holy grinder. Cow, give him a break. Put him on Dan Campbell's staff. The dude his is partner, great. His, tar- his partner is Brock Heward now, it looks like, for the big game. So that's that's, on, that's on FS1. ESPN like, who's his partner. I like Brock. I do like Brock. Mm. Some people don't. But our boy Phil. Um, Phil Pot? Roy? <laughs> dude. Yeah, I need, Roy I need some Roy Phil Pot highlights. Dude, he doesn't have a forehead. He has a <laughs> five head. Up. He has a five oh, wow. head. He does. This Sorry, dude. Roy, for the... Ricochet shots. Oh, dude, it just keeps on growing every time you look at it. Oh, this is my promise to you. For those who are massive, for all you said, frontal. Oh my for gosh, you. dude, I can't look at it. Dude, it's so big. For all you sickos out there listening an hour and 20 deep about announcer talk, I will take a picture. You know how Big Cat does the big head pictures of Joe Buck? Yes. You have to I do will, one of Roy. I will do that and just say, football is back, Roy Philpott. You looking at the same picture that I saw? It's the first one. Yeah. yeah. It is the first one. Dude, it is just so it's big. Head. It's a two. It's like someone two hands. The center of his face looks like someone just shifted it down, and it just his forehead is gross, dude. I, it's so mean. Holy! Nobody look him up. Nobody look him up. Oh my gosh, Alex! I've dude, ever don't seen. Look him up, Alex. Find don't a picture of him wearing sunglasses. I found that. That's his Twitter picture. No. <laughs> oh God, bro! Dude, his head's so big. Um, All right, I can't believe anybody would still be listening at this point. No, but they come back now because prediction time. What's your score for this game? 51-14. Same as Michigan State? Yeah, same level of team, same level of opponent. Wow. I have 48-17. Get the f*** out of here. That's what I have. Oh. <laughs> F-word. You're telling me we set, we put our brains down and we thought about scoring. and we both came up with 48 to 17. The, there's no chance that – Evan, are you writing out a prediction before and reading that score out? You guys are freaks. You can't just come up with a score on the spot. No, because I, no, I, 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 I this is a job, Alex, and I actually do yeah. my research a little bit and I try to calculate the, you know, the over-unders, yeah. the total spread. Yeah, but I you picked want- the game. I know what's going to happen. 51-14. Do you want to know exactly my, my thought process? I look at the spread. I'm like, okay, it's probably going to be close to that over under. It's going to be in that range. It's not going to be crazy apart. And I go, 
okay, I had 42-17. I go, no, Jake Moody is not going to go shut out in his first game. He's going to make two field goals and be 48-17. That's how I landed on it. Three field goals. And three touchdowns felt aggressive for Colorado State. I could see two, but three, then you're like, oh, God. So um, uh, mine was almost the same as yours, So I just, and that was just off the dome. Yeah. Well, you just copy and pasted your prediction. That's how lazy you are. You just copy and pasted. No, they're playing the same level of opponent both at home. I want my closeout screenshot out. for this week, Grant. <laughs> just on the bottom of the page. Well, also, that's a great thing. Uh, Marissa, actually, we might test it out this week, or I could do that one if you want. She did, like, the trace art thing on her iPad, where now we're, like, little cartoon figures, and it looks kind of cool. Yeah, pop that, that in there. I'm down for that. Week and two, though, this picture right here. <laughs> it's, a, it's a win-win, because then using that, I'll do the flex one. And then going forward, though, I don't have to, like, take the screenshots. I can just copy and paste that baby. Yeah, sometimes you a, do us dirty in those. Getting a good screenshot of Alex Gillen is a lot harder than you would think. <laughs> I believe you just that. sit there. And I look up and say, oh, my God, it's been a half hour. I'm still trying to find a screenshot. I need That's to That's just kind of mean. You could just – you don't have to have a picture of me smiling. You could just have me, like, looking angry. Well, if you notice, I have probably had you smiling. You always have me smirking. Alex, that's what you just yeah. in the beginning. Just look yeah. happy when Grant's talking. Just a little – no, you this look is perfect. Like fucking hate your life, Jesus. Bro. Pose. Oh, guys, real quick, last one. question. Last question I had before we close out is: Are there anything as like a fan, like you know, this podcast went through one whole football season, um, and you know, being a fan's different when you gotta give your takes. You have a podcast. Oh, we're gonna be doing reaction videos as well after games for football as well, like we did for basketball. Cause for these games. Those. Yes. Alex, you know how awesome every, it would be every game. us were walking down chest. I'm a little nervous. Just absolutely just <laughs> a little nervous for this yeah. video. It's um, going to be on the web of just having a, well, it's a great game for the sports. <laughs> if you guys need any proof, and you can always send it to me first, and I'll make sure you guys are covered. But what I wanted to ask is, is there any things you're telling yourself as we go into game one? It'll probably get thrown out the window, but any reminders as a fan you're trying to be like this year? How are you trying to be better? What are you changing about how you're a fan going into this football season? I'm not changing anything. I can give an example for what I'm thinking. I thought this day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to really enjoy each win more and not take weeks for that granted. every week last year. That's uh, not I, new. And I got bad. Uh, Michigan got so good. I started looking ahead to the Ohio State game. Um, I overlooked some teams. I really thought I overlooked the Nebraska game, and they almost lost. And on the flip side, going into that, I'm going to extend how happy I am about a win. I'm not going to be like, all right, it's Monday. Time to move on. No, I'm not moving on until Saturday's game until Thursday. Win a game. I'm I'm, I'm happy about that win. before that. You won't even be able to do that. Well, I'll talk about the next game, but mentally <laughs> – Mentally, I am still like feed me all the victory content. Give me the highlights still. I mean, I'm still milking the Ohio State win. So I just realized it feels good to milk wins. It's it's fun and that's what I'm gonna try to do. Milk some wins. I've learned that I'm gonna live and die with every snap of every game. It's just what I've always done, and it'll never change. And I'm just gonna be a freak and I'm gonna stress myself out. That's why I'm losing my hair because of sports. And, uh, yeah, I can't change it even if I wanted to. If I wanted to be like, yeah, just relax during games, um, it wouldn't happen. You're losing your hair because of sports? <laughs> no, it's genetic. Oh. I thought it was the steroids. Oh, I wish. I'd be huge and I have a small pecker. What? Uh. <laughs>
Um, I'm going to watch more college football this year. We do it every no. single Yes, I'm going to watch more. I have something better for you, Evan. More. Football related. Oh. I think you should get back into the NFL. Continue to watch all your college football, oh, but you dude, need to be back. You told us last year the NFL sucked, and that was very I forgot that. Evan was fully out on the NFL until like the week before the playoffs. It was pretty weird. Like, I haven't had a weird year about football. That will probably happen again. He probably will, will be. This sucks. It's because his fantasy team sucked, and the Lions suck, and the Titans were really good. The so one seed in the AFC, never mind. Um, so I I just, I'm going to watch more college football this year. I'm going to do it. I'm just because every year we're like, oh gosh, we miss college football. No, it's just hard. just buffet it every single Saturday. But Evan, one problem you have when to watch it tailgating and at games. It's very difficult. To we really are going to have to set up at tailgates though. Oh, we what it? We'll talk about it after the show. I say you just bring iPads. We will have a TV at our tailgate. We're watching football, consuming football. With what internet first. connection? Stream it. Cast it from a phone. Yeah. Not the only casting right, we're doing here, every weekend. Uh, I think he's called? saying casting a net on women. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cut and then, all right. It's the end of the show. Before we get to tailgate logistics, at Shot of MS, everywhere, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, to listen to the show, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, five stars, follow it, subscribe to it, send the link to a friend. Even if you don't want to listen to it, put it on two times speed, let that thing play muted. Um, it all counts the same. They don't know if your volume's on or not. So that's the least you could do. As we said, we this is for free. We have not sold out our hype videos just yet. So the least you could do is just follow it, subscribe, I'm being even paid. if you never... Even if you never listen to it. Um, all right. With all that being said, cheers, cheers to close out episode 86. Week one, baby. So many good games. Watch them all. Watch them all, baby. To football. I'm going to miss the Michigan game because I have to work at the State Fair. There I see. Go, hey, go get those bucket of the bucket of cookies and will you just ship it to me, please? Uh, uh, sweet Martha's. I've heard a lot about Dude. it. Dude. Kirk Cousins posted it, and I've seen a bunch of videos on this and a lot of, like, cooking shows on this. There's a bucket of just, like, gooey, soft chocolate chip cookies. They literally serve you in a bucket. 